Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 434. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, we're going to talk about the five components to your credit score. And recently, I did a podcast about how there was a bit of a misnomer where people thought that charging up on your credit card actually improved your credit score. And we debunked that myth. So if you haven't listened to that podcast, that was a recent podcast. And I wanted to go more in depth about this. I wanted to talk about what are the five specific components to a FICO credit score and how are they made up so that you are crystal clear. And as your wealth mentor, my concern for you is to be armed with knowledge and have that as ammunition so that you can do the right things and make the right decisions with your credit so you can get the best credit score possible, which also allows you to get the lowest interest rate possible on your mortgage, for example. So we're gonna go through the five components that make up your credit score more in depth and dispel a few other misnomers that are common thinking that people have that just aren't true. So we're gonna get to the facts of what really does make a difference in your credit score. So here we go. First of all, your FICO credit score is kind of a closely guarded secret in terms of how it's calculated. Now, FICO does tell us the five major categories and the percentages that they make up so that we can infer certain things, but they don't give us the exact algorithm of how everything is calculated. So it causes us to fly a bit blind, but not too much, because as I have explained to you, it is possible to get a great credit score and indeed even a perfect credit score, which I also did a podcast on. So let's talk about the biggest part of your FICO score. 35% of your FICO score, the vast majority, is your payment history. Your payment history is your past long-term behavior and they use that to forecast your future long-term behavior. They look at things like credit cards and mortgages and student loans, all of your debt and the payments that you've made and whether you're paying those things on time. They consider the frequency, recency, and severity of reported missed payments. According to Tommy Lee, a principal scientist at FICO, he said, generally speaking, FICO scores do not consider a missing loan payment as more negative than a missing credit card payment. Okay, so good to know. Thanks for letting us know, Tommy, that if you miss a payment, it doesn't matter whether it was your loan or credit card, they take it seriously and that's gonna be a big ding. Now, usually if you're a day or two late, it's not a big deal, but if you are 30 days late, let me tell you, it is a huge deal. For example, if you were moving and your mail didn't get forwarded properly to you and somehow you missed paying a bill for 30 days, that would be a big ding on your credit score. 
So definitely you want to stay on top of paying your cards on time. And I've shared that with you in a podcast before too about how to pay your bills on time and pay them even a couple days early. I've shared with you my system of putting dates on the outside of my paper bills that I'm paying and having automated other bills that I pay and why I don't automate everything. But it's up to you. If you wanna automate the payment of your bills, that's perfectly fine. And that could also probably save you the problem of ever making a late payment. So that's probably a good uh, system to have. So the important thing to know is that the biggest portion of your credit is going to be paying your bills on time and doing that consistently. If you do that, that's 35% of your credit score. The next biggest part of your credit score is called credit utilization. And credit utilization makes up 30% of your total credit score. This is the amount or the percentage of your credit that's used because FICO looks at people that max out their credit cards as people who cannot handle debt responsibly, according to them, and they think a borrower should maintain low credit card balances. Well, actually you should maintain no credit card balances in my opinion. And that's something that if you're not doing, you wanna definitely be shooting for that, of course, and you already know that. But you definitely want to pay off your bills every month. So if you pay your bills on time and you don't carry big credit balances, you're two thirds of the way towards a good credit score. Now, the final three pieces are smaller pieces, but they could take you from good to great. And one of these pieces is 15%, the next one is 10%, and finally the last piece is 10%. So what is 15%? Your length of credit history, which is the length of time each account has been open and the length of time since each account's most recent action. That, again, makes up 15% of your total credit score. If you have a longer credit history, it gives FICO more information and gives a better picture of your financial behavior. So if you're not using credit, you want to begin using credit because you need to have that credit history in order to continue to have a good credit score. Back to Tommy Lee, he said, those who don't have a long credit history can still have an excellent FICO score if they have no missed payments and low utilization ratios. I forgot to mention in the utilization ratio, one of the things that was a little trick that I talked about in a prior podcast when I talked about going from a good FICO score to a great FICO score was if you have high utilization, let's say you are charged up uh, 60% of your total credit available on a credit card. It doesn't have to be that you're paying a balance. It could be just that you made a large purchase, which was 60%. Let's say you have a credit line of $10,000 on your credit card and you are going on a fancy cruise for your anniversary, which costs $6,000. So you charged $6,000 on your credit card. Even if you pay it off that month, your FICO score might suffer some because of the utilization being 60% of the card. So what I did in the Good to Great podcast was I called the credit card company and raised my credit limit. By raising my credit limit, next time if my credit limit was 15 or $20,000, if I charge 6,000, now it's a lower percentage charged against the card 
so it's not going to ding my utilization score. And in fact, that's exactly what happened. I made another big business purchase, but because I had raised my amount of credit, and again, I was paying off the charge, it wasn't being it, it wasn't a balance that was being carried over. It was a charge that was being paid off, but they do impact your credit score based on the percentage of your credit that you're using. So when I raised my credit limit and charged that amount again, this time it didn't ding my credit score because the utilization was much lower, the percentage. So the answer, if you are getting dinged on your utilization is to raise your credit limit. There's nothing wrong with having a high credit limit. That is a sign of excellent credit, that you're trustworthy and that they will give you more credit. Remember, having credit is not a bad thing. It's using it for the wrong reasons where people get into trouble. People sometimes think, oh, credit cards are bad or lines of credit are bad. No, they're not. They're great things. They're positive things. It's when you use them wrong or max them out for consumer goods that make you start making payments for depreciating items. That's where you start getting into trouble. And now you're paying interest on something that is worth less or totally worthless. And that is where you get into the financial problems. So just to be clear on that, the utilization, the cure to that is to raise your credit available. All right, then we talked about length of credit history. And so you wanna get started using credit as soon as possible. You want to uh, sign up for cards as soon as you can. When I was in college, I got a gas card, a department store credit card. Uh, things that were easy to get that had no fees. And those things my mom allowed me to sign up for, encouraged me to sign up for, and kind of test out, you know, that I was going to be trustworthy and I was going to pay the bill every month and just sort of ease me into the whole credit situation. I remember my first department store credit card, I had a $500 limit and I never charged up to that amount. It was just, you know, if I needed a little something, I could go to the store, buy it, and then I always paid off the card. So just get in that habit from the very beginning that the card is something that you pay off. It might be something you use for points. It might be something that gives you some benefits, but you never spend more than you know you have the cash available to pay it off. That will keep you having good credit. All right, the last two parts are the final 10% each of your credit score. So it's new credit and credit mix. So new credit means you want to avoid opening too many credit lines at the same time because FICO thinks that behavior could suggest you might be in financial trouble by needing significant access to lots of credit. I remember stories when credit was so easy and credit card offers were coming in the mail that there was a story I read in the news about a cat who had like 50 credit cards because that's how easy credit was to sign up for. Now, according to this, that's not a good idea because if you're signing up for all that new credit, that's gonna be a ding to 10% of your credit score. So you don't wanna be doing that. But once in a while, signing up for a new credit card is not a bad thing. You just don't wanna be doing it all at the same time. And your credit mix sounds kind of vague, but it shows that you have a variety of different types of credit. In other words, they want you to maybe have a mortgage, have a credit card from a bank credit card, maybe a department store credit card, a gas credit card, all these different types of credit 
show that you are responsible with credit. So having a variety of credit is also very helpful to your credit score. All right, so in summary, there are five parts to your FICO credit score. The biggest part is made up of your credit payment history. So you wanna pay your bills on time, that's 35%. 30% is how much you owe. So keeping zero balances or keeping your utilization rate really low, raising your credit limit if you need to to make that look better is how you control that 30% of your credit score. 15% of your credit score is the length of your credit history or how long you've had different types of credit. 10% is your credit mix, what different types of credit you have, and 10% is how much new credit are you applying for and that you're not applying for too much credit all at once. So those five components make up your credit score. I know that you being empowered to know and be familiar with what those things are, it's gonna mean that you're gonna have a great credit score. A perfect credit score is 850, and the lowest credit score is 300. A credit score of 700 or above is generally considered good. A credit score of 800 or above is considered excellent. Now that you know, you can make those little tweaks to get your score from good to excellent. And to do that, I suggest that you sign up for a free credit report, which you're entitled to once a year. And two podcasts ago, I talked about how to get your free credit report. By getting your credit report, you can look at your different categories that we've just gone through and you can see where you're getting marked down on your credit. Once you know that, you know where you need to improve. For example, if you don't have enough different types of credit, maybe you need to apply for a different type of credit, a new credit card, for example. So look at your different types of credit, make the changes that you need to make, and you'll have excellent credit. If you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, please hit the subscribe button. I'd be honored to have you as a subscriber and you're notified as soon as new podcasts are available. And if you haven't yet left a review, I'd love to hear from you. It means so much to me. And thank you so much to everyone who has left a review. It really, really makes a difference and means so very much. If we haven't yet connected on Instagram, get my daily wealth tips and tricks and quotes over on instagram.com forward slash Linda P. Jones. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.